Like car wash and deep fryers, what do they have in common? We're going to talk about that today on 10-Minute Food Truck Training. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Bill Moore, the founder of FoodTruckTraining.Group. Deep frying can produce some delicious food that we all love to eat. But with shortening prices going through the roof, how can we stretch the usable life of the shortening? So the first thing we're going to do is understand the enemies of shortening, and that's where light car wash comes in. We're going to start with light. That's L-I-G-H-T, as in sunlight. You want to store your oil away from direct sunlight. So be aware of how you're parking and where the sunlight may be coming through to where you're storing your oil. If you get oil that comes in a clear container, you want to transfer it into a container that will help to block the sunlight or store it where it will be in a dark, cool place. And you want to make sure you keep the caps on tight. Uh, the reason you're doing that is because uh, fat molecules break down in the oil and it helps it to go rancid faster. And light accelerates that chemical reaction. So again, store oil away from the sunlight and be aware of how you're parking and where the sunlight may be coming through. The next part of light car wash to remember is CAR, and it stands for carbon buildup. That's the light brown buildup that soon turns black on areas in your fryer where you don't clean it as thoroughly as you should. Carbon insulates the uh, shortening from the heat source and it drops the temperature surrounding that buildup area. So that will give you cool areas and hot areas. Carbon also can flake off and it gives your food a kind of a peppered look when it comes out of the shortening. If you have a new fryer, I suggest you take a picture of it today without any shortening in it and use that as a reference point every time you clean it. And that's exactly how you should fryer look two and three and four years from now. The WASH part of car wash isn't an acronym. The W stands for water, A is for air, S is for salt, H is for heat. Each of those will break down your shortening faster. So let's talk about water. Water comes from overly wet products or ice crystals that have formed on your frozen foods. We all have seen those ice crystals. So you never ever want to add food to your fryer, to your basket rather, when it's hanging over a fryer. Because all those little ice crystals that are clinging to the food when you dump it, just fall off and go straight into the shortening. The ice that gets formed on the food is not because of freezer burn or anything like that. All the food has uh, moisture in it, and that moisture wants to migrate to the outside during the freezing process. So there's always going to be some minute bit of ice crystals forming on your food. Again, take your basket away from the fryer, fill it up there, and then bring it over after you've given it a light shake before you drop it into the shortening. You don't want all that ice uh, falling into the fryer, and that creates that foaming and sizzling hissing action that we all are accustomed to hearing when we drop fried foods. So water, you want to avoid water and ice buildup. Air, and I know that's a difficult one to uh, try to protect against, but air also helps break down your shortening. Edible oils react with atmospheric oxygen and it forms hydroperoxides, and that is through the process of oxidation. Oxidation is accelerated by heat, light, 
in air. So we're, we're breaking down the shortening chemically when we expose it to those three things. Clearly we have to cook so it has to be hot but what we'll want to do is make sure that we cover the oil when we're not using it uh, after we've closed and it should remain covered until we open the next day pulling the lid off to uh, heat the shortening up or heat the fryer up and obviously in more food truck we want to have it covered anyway when, when we are driving around when you use a filter system or a recirculation system some people have you only want to limit it to recirculating for a few moments so you're not adding more oxygen uh, to the shortening during that process so we talked about air we talked about water now we're going to talk about salt the thing that gives the food the flavor that makes people salivate and want more of your food you cannot salt food when it's hanging over the shortening it the salt when it lands into the the um, shortening will break it down likewise you don't want to dump a product salt it and then refry it later to bring it up to a temperature that's going to break down your shortening the salt will cause the oil to become darker faster and then it also releases off flavors which is going to affect the taste of your food another thing that salt does is it pulls moisture out of products so if you are dropping food it's already been salted that salts pulling the moisture out so you're pulling more water back into your product along with the salt and it causes more foam to form on the top of your shortening which breaks it down faster salt is also an impurity so salt will lower the smoke point so if you bought an oil that has a smoke point at uh, 450 salt's going to bring it lower than that and when you've lowered the smoke point you've degraded the oil and you've shortened its lifespan that's just one of those simple things that a lot of food truckers never think about as far as where am i going to dump my fries or any of my fried food to salt it to season it and to let it drain some of the excess shortening off i've seen too too many trucks designed with nowhere to land the fried product when it's done so the owner just picks it up shakes it off and starts dumping shortening or starts dumping salt over it to season it when the salt goes directly into the fryer so we talked about water we talked about air we talked about salt now we're going to talk about heat and heat is one of those that's confusing heat hurts the shortening high temperatures are the enemy of shortening they help to break it down faster so if you're able to cook with a lower temperature do so experiment with your food what is the optimum cooking temperature and how can you maintain that temperature throughout the day because what you're going to have happen as the shortening tends to break down it will darken the food on the outside but it will not be done on the inside fries are, are really sensitive when it comes to dark short the fries will turn dark and look like they're done but the inside will not be done and if you're getting into something that's uh, like chicken for instance looks done on the outside and is raw on the inside so be extremely mindful of your temperatures and cook at the lowest temperature possible most shortenings need to be around 350 375 but you can get away with 325 if you're cooking a lot of food that's not frozen for instance french fries can be slacked what slacked means is you allow them to thaw which of course that gets all the ice crystals off of them they have melted away and the fries are going into your shortening at a at a closer to room temperature state there's several different restaurants chains that do this and they do it in different methods the slacking fries is acceptable if, if it's not under refrigeration or being frozen 
Once it's at room temperature, you have a hold time where it is uh, being controlled by time rather than temperature. And you just need to determine what that safe time is. If I'm not too terribly mistaken, I believe it's going to be around the four hour mark. So if you're pulling out fries to thaw, you want to make sure all those thawed fries are used up within four hours. And what I would suggest you do is pull out two or three bags at a time so that they're all staggered. So that they're maybe 15 or 30 minutes apart. So they're still thawing, but they're not having to all be used within four hours. Keep them thawing throughout the day. And of course, as you get towards the end of the day, you're hoping that you pulled out exactly enough so that the last order that is ordered is also the last one you have thawing out. So let's go over it again real quick. You have light car wash. Light impacts your shortening, causes a chemical reaction, so you want to keep it out of the sunlight. Car is for carbon. You want to clean your fryers, and we'll talk about that tomorrow. Not only how to maintain the shortening during the day, but how to clean your fryers. And I'm going to have a couple of things there that people recommend on a lot of the groups that are wrong. So get ready to be freaked out tomorrow. So we had light we had carbon and then we have wash which was water air salt and heat as in excess heat if you are a, a business with multiple fryers and have a slow point throughout the day turn off one or two of the fryers and allow them to you know cool off and then maintain one or two other fryers to cook all your food in that will help you until the next rush where you can turn them back on so there you have it. All the things you need to know about maintaining your the life of your shortening, extending the life of your shortening. Tomorrow we're going to talk about filtering. We'll talk about boiling out your fires. And we'll talk about things you should not do that I see recommended all the time. So you guys have a great day and I'll talk to you tomorrow.